0: Hello. Hey. Welcome. Hey. Can, can, you, can you hear me okay?
1: I can hear you okay. Can you hear me yeah,
0: okay? I can hear you fine.
1: So I love how every fucking show starts off with can you hear me okay, but
0: yeah, like, I don't you know. gotta
1: start off with
2: that.
0: Yeah. Well, I had to delete my Instagram, uh, the Instagram off of my phone so I can re-add it, so. Not that it actually helped matters with logging in earlier. Oh, it didn't? But, no, but. So, I had to accept all the requirements for the um, microphone and camera. So, that's why I was testing to make sure it was okay.
1: Well, it sounds good on my end, but good thing that you brought that up because at the five o'clock hour, just our and I and Andy, we could hear ourselves fine, but people were blowing her up, distracting her, telling her that they couldn't hear. So, it's good to know. So, hopefully, you in the chat let us know if you can hear because it would suck if it's just me and him talking to each other. And Andy still hasn't joined us, but we don't need him right now because we are featuring this gentleman right here underneath us, our beef, and this is David. So, David, what brings you here tonight? No, I'm just kidding. You have a lot going on, actually. So where do you want to actually start?
0: Um, I believe I think and we can probably just wing it. So once Andy joins, then I want to jump into the piece that I left off with last last Friday's Live and devolve into that more. So because um, they're lot uh, to uh, to dive into that piece and to break down. so
1: yeah, it would be a real bummer if we started talking about that and we got towards the tail end of that because you did bring that up last week, and then he joins us, and then he's oh, sorry, Andy, you'll have to watch the replay.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. but um
1: so um I know where we can start then. Why don't you kind of just give us kind of the the uh, um like the basic history of who you are? because you are also going to be talking about something else that I think that you're either releasing or just release as well and that's kind of interesting as well. So I think yeah. you want to go through your history.
0: Um well, I've been writing poetry since I was let's see 2021. 20, so I'm now 32 and I have just basically just slowly progressed into a writer that I am and I'm very comfortable with the writing with the writing and the writer than I am today, because it's more, it was less poetry. It was, I shouldn't say less poetry than, but it was, it was just basic, simple poetry. I believe that just, just lacked, uh, lacked, um, a lot of, um, what's the best word I can describe it? I guess comprehension would be, be the better word and the best word to use it because I was trying to find my, my, uh, my outlet of for writing and it wasn't until about maybe 2019, 2020s when I actually developed into my writing ability that I, ha- I have now, which is storytelling. Um, like I say, I mean, it, it's not that my poetry poetry back then wasn't, it wasn't great. It's just it lacked the uh, hearing the, hearing the poetry that I write now, it, it definitely lacked the, the, the telling aspect of it. So Um, i don't want to
1: use the word depth but you're saying just adding that extra additional layer to it perhaps
0: yeah as far as um like it's hard to explain because i I guess i was i used to and i still do but i used to search the um dictionary a lot for words and i would actually use those words and into like to write poems with and then um and i still do that i mean I don't know a word, if I'm reading a book and I don't know it, I'll look it up and I'll use it in a, in a later piece. But as far as, I don't know, I was going through, I guess, through a weird phase of writing when I was in my early 20s. Like I was I was beginning to write it. I was beginning to write and take my writing seriously on a daily basis. But I just, I was writing shit. I mean it really was shit. I mean it was it didn't make any sense. I mean it did make sense but it also didn't make sense. That, uh,
1: is it I mean is it cuz you were just fresh off, you know, into the whole thing cuz you know wisdom comes from, you know, grinding it out and doing it I guess you know, and all that stuff.
0: It was it was a, it was some kind of restriction that was holding back holding me back because for the fact that when 2019, 2020 came around, I just i didn't have any i don't have any limit on my rating as far as there's no restrictions whatsoever in my rating um as far as i i say what i say and i mean what i i mean what i say so there's no there's no uh, uh anything anymore and i think that's what one of my problems was um was relating my thoughts into words and trying to make it simple with heavy words
1: kind of like um how people would uh describe it as overworked maybe because you were trying so hard to finesse it that it just was over finessed
0: pretty, pretty much
1: okay yeah. all right all right i'm doing good here i'm doing yeah. good here all right
0: good i just saw Amy in the in the live so hi all right,
1: <laughs> all right we'll get him in i was just sending out the the blast too to everybody right now so trying to do, like, eight things at once. But, yay, yeah, we got Andy here because we definitely want to have Andy here and everybody else who is joining us. Andy, yep, he's been trying to get in for probably 20 minutes now. Thanks for helping me out there.
2: You're But,
1: welcome. Uh, Andy, we waited for you before we discussed any piece of uh, poetic content oh. because we wanted to wait for you, dude. For our season yeah, I am so Valley. sorry.
3: Of course, right where I'm about to go live, that's when everything wants to go wrong. Well, my phone I want to act up. My headphone, everything
0: was just going wrong for no reason. Well, I was having login issues earlier. I was, I was unable to log in, and for some odd reason, I thought my account was hacked because I know it's been happening quite a bit with. Um, <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's been, I, I noticed that too, there was a, there was a, a poet that apparently got her account suspended, uh bleeding ink or something like that, it was crazy, everyone was talking about it recently.
0: So I was afraid of that, um, so I was, uh, and I, I think it was around like 5.30, 6 o'clock when I was able to log in, so thank, thank God it wasn't hacked, because I wouldn't, thank God, thank God for that.
1: I, that's not where I go. I'm, I'm
0: like I'm not important enough where people are going to want to hack into my account so but but um, word yeah part is my going back to my whole rating ability it just you know it's really taken it I, I want to say I guess drastic change but in a very dynamic way um, as, as I, and I think this goes back to like the poets that I told you on my first live with you guys like Jack Kurak and uh, Charles Bukowski, I was, I began to listen to those poets more and more. And I've adapted my rating to, like theirs, but I made it into my own. So like I've, mm. I use inspiration from it, you know, from uh, beat poetry, beatnik poetry to rap or rapping. And I just take all genres. Um, but my biggest prop, my biggest inspiration that I've taken hold of with my writing ability to um like um music and uh, americano music so mm, that. but as far as my like i said i'm just very proud of the writer the, the writer i've become today and and I, it really it, it really does show in this piece that i'm i'm gonna be reading a little a little later on in the in this episode but um to actually go back, I guess we can. We, we'll go back in a little bit, but since you're uh, since you're uh, with us, Andy, I want to go. I want to dive into this piece that I read on last week's live, because just because it has a lot, a lot, a lot of um, detailing and just metaphors and just double entendres, everything in the book. So I'm gonna re- reread it again as soon as I find it. Yeah. But But. Um, yeah. Well,
1: while you're looking for that, let me know when you found it. Um, I'm actually really appreciative that you've actually chosen to start off with this because, um, Andy, I know we spoke about this piece specifically after the live, but um, I know that David, you mentioned that this is a piece that you're particularly proud of because a whole bunch of things that we're gonna get into, but I'm really looking forward to talking about your actual process of constructing this piece. And it's very unique in itself, but we'll talk about it after you've uh, yeah. You perform it for
0: everybody see and that's that's another thing that i've been i've been really really honing in or honing in on is the structure of writing pieces of that pieces magn- of that magnitude because i don't for one i don't know where i mean where my I? I know where i was but i don't know where i was physically like mentally i knew i was gone but physically when i came back it was i just, I, I literally sat i sat down and just was like holy shit that i how did I even write that, and why did I write that? So, um, right. but yeah, the structure is definitely—it's—it's it's still new to me. Don't get me wrong; it's, it's only been like four years since I've actually kind of went with the structure of writing poetry. But you know, with with time and age, wine tastes better. So, excellent. All right, so
1: go for it.
0: Well, I'm still trying to find it, so oh. give me a
1: moment. <laughs> All right, so Andy disappeared, so I thought that meant like we were good to go. No, I'm, I'm, no, no, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw you in a
3: rear now, so I was like, oh, okay, and then. <laughs> All right, well,
1: so while you're still looking for it, um, I will say this, um, that, again, we have two different characters that are going to be kind of represented in this piece, and it's really a challenge to those who are listening now or during the replay to kind of figure out like, where does one kind of bleed into the other slash where does it kind of separate? Um, cause again, it's like a, a really beautiful combination.
0: Yeah. And I'll explain, I'll, I'll explain more of it. Once I get that, once I read the piece, just because it's, it's, um, It's just amazing, actually. Like I, I honestly, and uh, uh, I told, and I told, I told you that I had to take some, uh, take a break. Mhm, mhm. it hit me. Had to sit there. All right, so I found it. All right, so good. It only took about five minutes. That's Maybe half right. five, but. No, all right, so, it was worth
1: it. It was worth it. The yeah. hype was worth it, everybody, Andy. It's worth it because <laughs> okay, Andy.
3: All right, I get the great thing, but never mind.
0: Oh, uh, it's okay because I'm gonna have to turn the camera off myself. So, all right, so my letter, to, my letter to Stella Oliver's words ripped the rise from the sun last sunset, telling me he enlisted in the army at dawn while I slept. He was going off to war on the 8th of april 1861 but just as the sun settled from dawn to dusk he promised me a church would rise from the happiness of a wedding after the war was over holly the groom stella the bride the first of april 1861 this morning april 3rd holly is out in the field an axe in hand extracting all roots of what will be our future existing as our past in this present time, our home in the clearing s- stacked and stocked away until he comes back home. My lovely Ollie, do I love so? April fourth, Ollie stacks another day on the pile, lying in wait. I wait for him to come in from the killing field of a labor he has sprung in this April spring weather, with to have a picnic by the river this afternoon, his favorite I've cooked for him. Ollie's sleeping next to me, dreaming of our future, as I am imagining him not going off to war. Tonight I can't sleep. I'm awake, digging the mine, resisting to put down the gold of today's picnic. Under the blue sky. We had yellow fever, reminiscing his voice was food to my thoughts. Starving they were not. My love for him, full as our bellies. Both April 5th and April 6th. Two days I resent for April Fools. Ollie and I were our rage brought April showers that wilted our flowering hearts. We fought like husband and wife before our wedding ever begun. One by one, I gave him reasons not to often reasons not to go off to war. Please hear me, Ali. One by one, he gave me reasons why he must go to war. Please, I hear me, Stella. We went to bed. That. And we went to bed and gardened at both nights. Rain fell from the sky, just as a wiped it from the, my eyes, his, hands, his hand fell into my palm. April 7th, in the carriage Ollie and I went, went into town, the train set to leave at noon. I looked at Ollie with love, although I looked around the prairie, lost in gloom. Goosebumps shook me awake, the train whistled, we kissed farewell. Here I here I write in this diary of mine, trying not to die alone, Ollie dying to come back home, dated eighth of april eighteen sixty one. The man and his pony gallop behind Stella. Her curious expression stares back at the man on the horse. It's the first of april eighteen sixty two. One year down and three more years to go until Ollie comes back home. The man delivers Stella a letter, her hands stained with red mulch. She stands on her feet behind her as a willow tree shading a garden she has started to kill off the loneliness. Until she feels holy at the altar on her wedding day. The day Ali is home, both the bride and groom mend their love again. Taking the letter in her hand, her face is blank as the blank pages unwritten in her diary. The sun rises from the sun rises her frown. First time the sun sets down its dusk to rise at dawn. Addressed, my letter to Stella. Her fingers open the letter, the paper, the cover for her diary. Under her breast, the chest, its coated and smudged soil discolored. Her hand cradles the letter on her lap, like a baby in arms. She reads the words of Oliver. Dear Stella, my wife, soon to be my dearest darling, darling, your love draws near each day. My love is forced away from this heart. I took the soldier's uniform made in eighteen sixty-one. His rifle, stocked and barreled, strapped to my shoulder. Our future was sap and snap, brick by brick, barked out of a tree. When this war is over, please protect that woodpile. with the stacked after I chopped Please protect the woodpile I stacked after I chopped down many days clearing our home today is the first scrimmage my brothers and i can't, are, are camped on this mountainside what a view from this, these kentucky hills the morning the fog this morning reminds me of the wedding dress you, you will be wearing once i make it back home we are carrying on a life here and there right now so the pain of the weight on our shoulders doesn't crush our spirits hold on my dear Stella, a bullet just whizzed through the woods. It caught an innocent northern flicker on the branch of the tree rooted on this ranch we made into a fort. Another bullet splinters the warped fence I was resting against just before I got up. When I saw the flinch from the northern flicker, its feather soaking in blood, soaking into this paper like a hot wax seal. I press this ink from the quill on my letter. My letter to you, dear Stella. This letter is damp and stained with wet soil I crawl in. Crawling to find warmth and shelter where the bullets can't find me. As I yell at your love to keep up and stay close. My darling Mary, I'm terrified. Terrified to lose you. These letters I song into words are so pure. They calm my fingers so perfectly. I found rescue in these woods of Kentucky. I look at my brother brothers in arms, arm's length, dying on the ground, leaving leaving blood to rain on the soil. Their limbs barely hanging on by his ligament thread. I only hope they have a Mary as their guardian angel. Sitting in these woods, I realize war is a cancer and politics is a tumor. Where would we be if I wasn't lost in these hollowing woods of Kentucky? My train of thought interrupted, a bullet has erupted, thudded into something I do not know, nor can I see or hear it, though I felt it. A mourning dove calls out, blood spills onto my lap. I hunch over in terror, my wonderful fella, I must go. All my brothers have gone now, I am, I am the last person I see in this forest. You were the last thought on my mind. Wow.
1: Andy, can you see oh why David didn't take a couple of days to kind of decompress from that? Andy, can you talk right now or do you need a second?
3: Uh, my heart's like this. Like, this is, oh, my God. Again, I felt, I really felt, you know what? It took me back to, the, uh, there was a Nicolas Cage movie that was it was like a mo- an army movie that it was based on. And it was, funny, it was funny. It was like, oh, my God. I don't remember the name of this movie, but it was this guy, and he was in the army. He didn't want to touch. He wanted to be a paramedic, but he didn't want to hold a gun. That's pretty much what it came down to. And he went through a lot of problems. And I think it was during World War II or World War One. I, I don't remember. And they, they arrested. It was like this whole thing pretty much that happened. And pretty much you had to go to the court as far as you know, the army Corps, and it's like, okay, fine, you can be in the army but you can't touch a gun or whatever. But anyway, just the scenery takes back from back in the day, That's what the setting is. And that's what it reminded me of. Um, but it's like I saw myself like in this park by my house and I'm reading this diary from somebody. And I'm reading and, and it's like I'm envisioning everything that guy is going through. Everything, everything, like the wars the forest everything it's just like the imagery is so like spot on man like i don't even know how to explain it i really felt like i was watching like a really old school um like those days like back um what's that what's that movie uh gone with the wind like those times like the army movies at that time was so different than the army movies like in the 80s it was a big difference yeah but that's what uh
1: Gone with the wind would be appropriate because that seems to fit the historical context of that night, 1861 time period. At the right location because this is—it seems like Kentucky not Uh, Georgia—but still, that's that's
0: the right. See, that's another thing that i I, when I thought and when I was taking time uh, this past week of you know just you know decompressing from uh, reading the piece on Friday, I was wondering why I involved a a particular dove, but then I when I realized where it's and it it's it's from you see where they where they actually live at which is they live in tennessee so when i say so, say so when i go back and anyway, like I'm, I'm it's it, it's going to be weird because i'm going to start from the bottom and then I, I'll, I guess i'll work my way up or maybe in between i don't know where i'm going to go with this there's so much to take in but so the, the very last piece or the the very very last you know section of the piece where he goes, um, let's see, where he goes, uh, where am I at? A morning dove calls out. So a morning dove is actually a bird that's native to Tennessee. So when you think, mm-hmm. think about it, a morning dove calls out, meaning that it called out, but it's it's it's, it's showing it, 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 through the eyes of the bird. You see, you see Oliver or Ollie dying. So,
2: well i i gotta say this though
1: um according to my avianary friends uh those morning doves are found in every u.s state except for of course hawaii and alaska but they tend to breed along the southeast
0: i was yeah but thanks for uh, thanks for a fact check a fact <laughs> checking so but <laughs> but where i when i looked it up originally that's where it, it said that it would it, that's what one of the states that it said it was in so that's where i guess it, if you were if there if the question ever ever arises, then they, they live in Tennessee. But there's so much to go on this piece. Like when I finished the piece, I didn't know exactly well how I wanted to phrase it. Like I, I didn't know if I should phrase it in in a present tense or a past tense, but I phrased it in the in the past tense for the fact that this could be him like, she's reading his letter, of course, but this could be actually him as a ghost telling, uh, you know, talking to her. So, um, another thing that really, uh, that really got to me when I, when I wrote it was going back to Stella's piece, I said, um, let's see where, where is it at? Uh, where is it in here? So, yeah, I said, uh, the sun rises. Her frown. The first time the sun sets down as dust to rise at dawn. Meaning, like her face, her face. Uh, she's been like in the in, in her sorrow for a year, and then when she finally gets a, this letter that it's stated from Ali, that you know it. Her frown. It, it's originally like a smile, and the smile is like a a dawn. Um, another thing is, uh, let's see, there is a, I mean, okay, for instance, right here. So like both, and when I said both April 5th and April 6th, two days I resent for April fools, Holly and I were, our rage brought April showers that wilted our flower, our flowering hearts. Basically one day, one day was her arguing with him. And then the next day was him arguing with her. You know, both both days explaining to each other each other of why mm-hmm. he should not go and why he should go you know? so, and that goes to, and then also it's just April showers you know April fool April fools, April showers and then basically the diaries is all basically April which April 8th is the first day that the that the Civil War started. So Ooh. it it's, it was really amazing. I didn't know when I wrote her when I wrote her perspective. I didn't know exactly where I where I, where I was going to go with it until the whole diary form came about, and then went from there. But going back to his piece, there's a there's a lot to you know, to to tell on his piece, and it's um I mean it, it's when he's on the um I think near the uh, on a mountain, yeah. yeah. well, he's on camp, uh, he's camped on the mountainside, and he says, We are carrying on a life here and there, so that the pain, our, the pain of the weight of on our shoulders doesn't crush our spirits. It can, it's a double entendre. So, the double entendre is basically explaining the pain of the war, of what they're going through, and but also the pain of the of holding the rifle always, day or night, mm. uh, weight. Trying not to fall asleep, so the weight so it, it can go both ways on the um, on the pain of the of the of the weight it goes it goes both go both ways. So
1: yeah, exactly. Because um, Andy, I know you had a little bit of difficulty making your way onto the show at the start of it, but our friend here, our guest here, says. Um, what categorizes his voice is that he says what he says and he means what he says, but everything he says has multiple meanings as we're finding out as he's unfolding through, again, like the mourning dove, we're talking about you know the loss of a love here, mourning and mourning. Also, this is a little bit back, and this is maybe not the double entendre, but again, going back to the April showers and the, and the combination of them fighting over, but also going back into the tears mimicking the rain showers as well so again he says what he says but he says multiple things at the same time andy so what do you have to say about that
3: no no i agree i definitely agree like i said i love the like the perspective he puts on in this piece uh, for sure um it, I mean, I, I always tell myself, I wish I couldn't write like that. I, I, No matter how hard I try to write like that, I can't. Like, I try to write it from, some, like, a different perspective. And it, I, I try to do that. It's hard. It, it, it might look like it's easy, but it's not easy. And mm-hmm. you do it in such a way that's so profound and so, like, into perfection. It's like, wow, bro. Like, I feel like even though this is a piece, but... I could see you turning this into a book, like an actual, but not like a novel book, but like uh like you could write it in a form of a diary, let's say, like that's one page of his di- that's one part of his diary, you know, and then it could be another page with di- that like I could see a series with this. I really see you doing this with that i don't know, I'm just maybe I'm putting it out there, and but I this feel could that be a too, series
1: for sure. Um, also, can you talk about how you wrote that? Because it's very interesting the fact that the way you you wrote that specifically.
0: So yeah, I wrote I wrote his, Oliver's piece a Saturday, probably maybe I was I'm assuming probably five hours. Um, it could have been oh wow, not, but I'm I'm aiming about five hours because I was I started at about maybe 930, 930 in the morning. And I was done with it by uh, about maybe one o'clock in the afternoon. But and then wow. Sunday, and I and here's the thing about me writing this piece is that I was only going on uh, uh, Oliver's perspective because the his, initially when I wrote it, I only had maybe a paragraph that I was just going to work with for his piece. But it ended, ended up being a longer piece than what it. It stemmed from I stemmed from, but going into Sunday, I didn't. I I was. I kind of had the idea that I, idea idea of um, writing from you know, from his wife's perspective or you know his his fiance's perspective in this matter, and I it, I was about maybe five hours with her, maybe a little bit more, just because as a man coming at writing from a woman's perspective i don't know how the fuck i did it i really don't i mean yeah i mean i mean it's no it's not i'm not saying that you know it's no disrespect or anything like that toward toward a woman or anything like that but it's as a man how do you write something right how do you
1: write something so intellectually complex and and, and delicate yeah so so advanced i agree it's, it's
3: like you put yourself in the woman's perspective so to write that yeah. part of the.
1: it's
3: so
0: advanced for yeah. you guys I got yeah you. yeah something AI, AI, ai can't even do <laughs> but as far yeah, but it's so much i put into this, this piece that and i didn't it didn't actually take me a lot of editing to do i mean here and there i did a, a couple of rewrites write, re- and with lines but for the most part, I, I it was one of those pieces that came about, and I winged it, you know, for for a better phrase. Um, but there's so much in this piece. Like when I say, "Hold on, my dear Stella," a bullet just whizzed through the woods. It caught an innocent northern flicker on the branch of the tree rooted on this ranch. We made into a fort. A northern flicker is a is a Kentucky bird. So, and. Again, just like the morning dove, I, re- I made sure I referenced birds that came from both states or that resonated in both states. Um, I don't think northern Flicker is, uh, maybe it, it is in Tennessee, but it's more I, I learned from uh, Kentucky. But just the, it just the imagery of that alone, just as he said, just before I got up, when I saw the flinch from the northern Flicker, just the, the wordplay, the word scheme there is amazing. To me, I mean, I, and I wrote it. I just, I look back at it. and I'm just like, how?
1: Well, I think like, yeah. again, in, in some kind of and when we're talking preview pre-interviewing, you know, you kind of described yourself as almost going through like an similar to an acting style of writing in this regard As far as you know, Andy, I'm sure you've heard of the style of methodology where you you become that character.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So. You felt like you were writing as that character. That's why you're so dumbfounded as to, holy shit, this is where this came from because it came from not you, but Stella.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: And it shows.
3: And there's so many directions you can take that. I think that's what I love about that piece. The fact that so many directions he took this, putting himself in the woman's perspective. And yet it's like, and it still came out like brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, Rainer says, beautiful mindset is what Rainer said. And, yeah, I'm just real quick for those who's just joining us. uh, We're interviewing um, David, um, oh, I can't even talk. I'm so sorry. DWT Poetry. Um, He's talking about his writing process. He just read a piece to us. It's just it's just like we're having this great conversation, and um, thank you for joining us again. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to update everybody. Um, anything you want to add on to that before we continue? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah this is the season five finale, and we're kicking it off. This is part two because we had part one season finale kick off 10 p.m. UK time with our darling Just Star. Um, Incredible interview. Definitely check that out if you missed that earlier. She is just incredible. An artist, true artist. And we have David joining us for our part two, end of the season five. There will be fireworks going off sometime during this because my neighbor will be lighting fireworks off at some point tonight. So, Andy, for us, um, oh season God. five finale, I brought
2: fireworks to the
1: table for y'all. Yeah, but, this
3: is the end of season five, one of season six. And, of course, later on tonight, uh, we have merged the open mics. So now um, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it's myself and Rainer, pretty much Unraveled Influence and Origin of Thought, our tag teaming moving forward every Friday, 10 p.m. Rainer's the host on their um, Origin of Thought. Uh, our of thought and and i am the second host on the unraveled influence so we just built our first bridge in the poetry community so and i'm it, excited it goes, for this and this is and the and beginning we're
1: driving through and it works and we're merging. yes we're driving the van the
3: yes van. and i just want to say yes um yeah Just yes, a quick shout out to valerie thank you for allowing us to do that so anyway but, back to but david um yeah go ahead what
1: uh, i was what I was saying back to throw it back to you, David, is that we were talking about, if you're just joining us, he just went through this piece that he did drop live on our show last week during the open mic, uh, Letters to Stella, which is just an incredible period piece that could be a, a, apparently a feature film. We're all just dying to hear more about.
0: Yeah. And the first person I read this to was my grandfather. And I he, after I read it, um, he sat there and he was in silence probably, probably for about maybe ten seconds, and then he started bawling. Just not for the. It was an emotional connection, but it was more so the story. Just you know, it grips you like you're on the ride, from yeah. beginning to end. And it's just, and it, he and I were talking, and I, he even, I even agree with, with with what he said. Is that I did the opposite of writing, like you know how like normally you write something and then you, you it's a prequel it's a prequel and then it's a sequel but i did the opposite i made the sequel first and then the prequel um and so, and, then, and that goes into like the uh, this uh, how i where the break of the two pieces are so when i say addressed my letter to stellar her fingers open open the letter the paper the cover for her diary Diary under her breasted chest, It's coated in smudged soil, discolored. Her hand cradles the letter on her lap, like a baby in arms. She reads the words of Oliver. That was that's the end of her piece. And I wrote and again I wrote I wrote her piece Sunday, and to actually write that with how I did it is just amazing. It just basically it it, there's no break when you're actually when you're reading the piece, there's no break. You don't know where the break until now, now I, mm. until just now, but it, after, it, after I say that she reads the words of Oliver, that's it. That's her piece. And then it jumps into his piece, letter. So, But I, there's a reason why I wanted to read her piece because, or I, I shouldn't say her piece, but their piece is because it, it, it's gonna go along with the piece that I'm reading tonight as well. Mm-hmm. That I'm Mm -hmm. doing, and it's an anniversary piece as of yesterday. Well, I guess as of today, but as of yesterday. So, and that's that's a it's a first time read for me. and The first time I've I've ever shared an ounce of it with. So, oh, it's a a heavy one. So I would suggest to bring the tissues. Oh, you heard it here: unravel influence.
3: It's an exclusive
1: and it's an emotional one, but Dave, you always try to bring out the tissues with us. You definitely drew the emotional appeal. So it sounds like we're going to go with the first, and then we'll dive into the whole backstories and and into it all. Yeah. All right. We can do
2: that. that.
0: So um, let's see. Well, I I, I don't know if I want to read it just yet because I want to have – I want to have your hands. Yeah. Not yet. I that was. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Too not, soon. Not, too soon. No. Yeah. Too soon. But I gotta get
1: in the backstory first,
0: right? So, as you know, as you guys know, in the piece that I wrote from, I wrote from my mom. um I talked about me having seizures and stuff like that and having CP. Mm-hmm. Well, a little backstory is the neurologist. Which I incorporated in the piece. but I didn't give his name because I don't want I don't want a copy copyright strike or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But the neuro uh, the neurologist that diagnosed me, diagnosed me with CP was Dr. Benjamin Carson.
1: Andy, do you
0: know
1: who the fuck that is? You know that is? No. Uh, really? That was the guy who was right ran now. for president Wait. for Republican.
3: Come on, you've got to know who Wait.
1: Is okay. The I'm. Is. You. Know, no. I, I, re- I.
0: don't know. I don't know politics like that. I really don't. Well, he. He was He. He was only a politician for a little while.
1: You. Oh my gosh. He was. Did you ever watch Saturday Night Live? I mean, they parried him so much.
0: Um. No.
3: Um. So I seen little things here and there. Saturday Night Live. Oh, that guy. Okay. I didn't know that was his name. I'm sorry. I'm not good with names when it comes to politics. I'm sorry. Was, uh, yeah. Okay. Screw me, Angela. I'm sorry. Screw me. Like, he
0: was
1: also, I'm a high
0: school teacher, was, but holy he was also, shit. Yeah. So the one that actually did the first time he twins, uh, separation. Oh, wow. wow. The conjoined twin, uh,
1: separation. Here's a fun
0: fact. Yeah. When I when uh, cause I was little, so I didn't, I don't really, I don't remember it. Yeah, the the. the seeing in a meeting person because i was maybe two or three because down here no one really knew what I had so they didn't know if i was actually i hate to use the word i hate to use that word but they they weren't too sure if i was actually severely mentally challenged so mm. they took they sent me up to baltimore and on the day that of my appointment he had some interns there that he was teaching And he asked my mom's permission to actually have me as a test baby for him to actually show what what parts of the brain is affected with CP and all, and that goes into um, what actually I do have is so an MRI test actually will show you um, where uh, the functions of the brain and and it it lights up you know it's it lights up the, the the active spots so in the, in my mri in my mri test, i i only have, have fun, functioning uh, on let's see yeah on my right on my right side of my brain which uh, works a lot so there's little to nothing that actually is functioning on my right on my left side wow so and this is
1: like Get two to three years of age, right? That's that's where yeah.
0: we're getting the MRA from, because right. obviously three to four yeah. Okay. And then with that, when with the whole, my brain was basically basically rewiring itself when I was having the seizures. Even though seizures are technically, you know, your 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 brain's frying on a skillet, basically, but it was rewiring itself. But I have I have been seizure free since. I was four years old, so I'm thirty two, so it's what almost is that twenty nine years? I think, roughly. Thirty years. So but I um yeah, I and my my seizures that I used to have were the severe ones where I would stop breathing. And they actually told my mom wow. my last seizure that I had that I wasn't gonna make it make it out alive. I was basically wow. blue. As the blue, a blue sky, maybe even darker. I was, from what wow. my mom said that I was basically purple. But, um, so that is a little of backstory of what, why I'm reading this piece tonight because it incorporates a, a little, a, a little about my life. Um, so, when I was born, actually, I was born basically without knowing my biological father he was never around he never he wanted nothing to do with me he was a drug addict and alcoholic which why that i i never I, that i i was never associated with him but as a child knowing trying to know who your father is through stories and asking asking your father about it, it, it it's always it, it has and always will be a pain in the heart but you got but there's a way to adapt that through an outlet and for me I was gifted writing. so i i created a um, a pseudo and uh, with uh, with the rage and the and the bewilderment and the and and feelings it's, it it's strange from him so i yeah i went to to i went to i wouldn't say a lot but i went through a lot of a, a, a bunch of uh, times where i was uh, i kind of wondered where he was at and i i even reached i reached out to him through facebook when i was about maybe what was, what was i about 24 25 and i told boys and he blocked me from facebook like he blocked me entirely he he, he was wow. he was that type of guy but still in the end you know he was my father you know he i'm kind of given given a given away what this piece is about but um i was let's see how can i say this so i was in i was in one day uh last year at the uh the 29th of june of 2022 and I get the I get the news no, and the news from my mom that my father had unfortunately passed from his alcoholism, his drug addiction, and just bad health. So wow. I wrote so I wrote this piece, and it's kind of strange because I wrote this piece uh, back in maybe I think well I think I say it in here about twenty nineteen twenty yeah twenty nineteen twenty twenty I wrote this piece, and I don't know and my phone at the time stopped working so i lost the piece so what i ended up doing was i ended up just a, about a month or two ago i went back kind of by memory i went back and remember
2: to um initially i
0: i rewrote it initially and um yeah so it's gonna my letter to to Stella where it's a it's a it's a period piece but it's a period piece of myself of when I was 20 28 years old going 29 years old and then it goes from that to 30 31 32 so well I think I'm I think I skip a couple of years because it's the way I've, I've, I've phrased it but it's called this piece is called um the raw Grave. so oh, like my, with the LPs I'm going to actually, yep, I'm going to turn the camera off, so. So, the raw grave. 20, 28 phone calls made, 28 missed calls. This year, I'm turning 29. 28 days have passed, yet I, I leave hope in one more. That's all I can spare. I'll stay up to receive your call. Dad, Dad, is that you? I thought I heard you voice for the first time i i guess I'll, I'll call back in two years cannot be reached at this time and the voicemail has not been set up click i leave the phone off the hook it's disturbing how i am in this city. i'm just not
2: naive for your love please
0: times I start to believe in my own lies. Dad, I miss you. I started to think I could share a drink with... I started to think that I could share a drink, pretend we are celebrating my 29th birthday together, but I'm afraid that I'll see you in the bar. I don't want our initial introduction to be so intimate that we close the bar down. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm not like you. So I will bottle up my emotions, spill another memory without you, down the drain. Twenty-eight years of rain down on my face. Every storm bearing your name. Ring, ring, ring. Hi. You reached the voicemail. The voicemail, Robert, and the voicemail is full. That's okay. I'm happy enough to know. That I'm happy, happy enough to know you set up your voicemail. But Dad, before I let you go. I want to tell you a secret. Back when I was 20, I found a picture of you and damn, you resembled me when you were 20. I couldn't help but I couldn't help but to cry. Your face painted a sketch my imagination could not. Anywho, I instinctively sat on the porch waiting wanting to see if you would pull up into a Pigman. Dad, it's June 19th. Happy Father's Day. I have to whisper so Mom doesn't get upset. Who am I kidding? I'm just just as drunk as you are. The 12-gauge has a hole for me. Two shells of a man.
2: One shot for me.
0: To go off the rails i don't want him to feel like he failed as a father a man who lost both a father and a son in his lifetime ring ring before i could pick up the phone i buried the raw initials in a poem year to year many an hour from the 365 day learning how to banish the bleeding of the endless urine the the warm urn to title himself a father never occurred today It doesn't bother him where his son is, who his son is. The son of a bitch doesn't know he is wanted dead more than he's wanted alive. The son of a bitch lies in a grave, the dirt dirt shoveled by eye. A grave marked with the print of these boots I've used to stump the dirt down a marker reads, the father without belief, the man with no life in his eye, the man with no soul, the worthless son of a bitch buried by the man he gave face, buried by the man who he could not face in person, even after life stares death in the face. Ring, 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 my phone buzzing. The vibrations has my hand. Hello. 29th of June, 2022 is a day the search was called off for the mis- missing person. The father of the urn, today and forever the remains of my father now Today and forever the remains of my father never known has filled an urn. Today and here on I stare out into the imaginary as if I'm staring down into an abyss, unknown of what lies below the forever more quiet surface. The thought of his name dissolves in, inside the pume. Burning a heated, a heated, enraged haze. The fire burns a hole in the ground. It's a grave boring the truth. He sleeps in the bed that I made for him years ago, a grave of my own making. The thought of the shovel was for my own haven. Silence is loud, listening to the fire crackle, crackle. The flame squeezes, it squeezes its layer around my heart. Aches in the hands of God, of God, breaking, lying in cradle. Of our mother nature, burns pulsating in the rogue gentleman's grip, for his chloroform handkerchief, bewilderment drunken I am. I honorably discharge a bottle for the fallen, but since he jumped a wall to count bottles on the wall, dishonorably discharge himself from my life and his country, I withdraw the urge to reach out a bottle, pour the contents out through the gates of hell, fully aware he died of thirst. Maturity has healed the raw laceration. The war has ended. Even as blood he transfused flows through the embodiment of a soldier until the day that I die. With the following words layered in a prayer, I say this. Dear unheavenly Father, find peace as you climb the twelve steps beyond the staircase to heaven. Allow me the strength to now piece myself together with the peace of mind. I will now close the guest book, place the flowery quill on top of your tombstone. Aged confidence on my lips, I may now say hello and goodbye with nothing in between. Vacant in the wilderness, the sun I see in the moon, redemption on the rise of both. Ring, ring, ring. My thirty-second phone call is to heaven. It's been a year. And I pray that I'm just not talking to God indirectly because I'm talking to you directly. I pray that you are listening to me, looking down on me, and not looking up to me from a different place. In hell, you were here on earth. I'm just a human here on earth who traveled through hell to find you. In heaven or hell, dead men tell no tales. Dad, I hope that when I, I, I hope that when I don't frown because you are no longer. Frowned upon, but when I'm watching my life in a movie, 32 scenes, regretting never coming into a single coming into a single frame, but that's okay, Dad. I forgive you. The love you never gave has taught me to love deeper than a single single sincere letter. Thank God, heaven doesn't have a limit on leaving a voicemail. Cause I just went over this 30 second phone call. I'm sorry. I wish I could talk longer, but everything I'm telling you is all that I that, but everything that I'm telling you is all that has been going going through my mind this past year. You've been gone. It's taken me 12 months to come out okay, though, uh, through the 12 steps of healing. By the way, in case you didn't hear, mom gives her condolence, hoping you found peace. Wait. Before I go, Dad, you should know. When I see you in the mirror, I don't stare at myself. Instead, when I look at you, I stare at myself, cher- cherishing cherishing every day that I'm alive. The mirage has perished in the ashes. Dad, I love you because I don't love you. I love you because you gave me a heart from a heartless chest. Even Even if it lacks your love and you broke it, I love you and I thank you. Rest in peace, Dad. To the Father, who walked beside me from a little boy into a gentleman, Father, please know I mean no disrespect. Please understand that blood is thicker than water. This concludes the story of the raw iron that branded this heart within my chest. The tombstone here, the marble soaked into a mold, the casket buried into my soul, a name that forever is a fable. A lost soul, a bastard, and father of David Wainwright Tofer, hear the grave and grace of Robert Allen Wainwright. My father buried me, burnt me like a birthday wish, never to tell. I buried my father in a song, burning him in the flame, always to tell by a fire by a fireplace. The only presents my father ever gave to me was a pair of jeans. And, and on November 30th, 1990, a genius was born. Hello, my name is David wainwright tofer
3: oh. Bro, I'm tearing up right now. I, I, I can't. I really can't right now. Oh. You know what it is when you have so much hurt and yet this, from your own blood and yet you're so to forgive them. You're still willing to want to love them, even though they have never been around. It's like, damn, man. Because when I was growing up, even though I had, muted her mic. No, so even though I had a mother, I had a father, and even though you know, I, I oh god, okay, I'm sorry, because I got distracted with the uh, yeah. I think that's the, that's just what it is. Like, um, that's how that yeah. The piece was so raw. This is what it's all come down to. The uh, amazing stuff. Um, yeah. Because even though I had, a, all right. So even though I had parents, unfortunately, I felt like as if I didn't have parents because of the neglect of emotions there was and I'm sorry if my phone keeps freezing on me sorry about that um so so it's just one of those things like you know I had so much hurt from my own family especially my parents that as I got older I had to learn the hard way that when you hold on to so much and not talk about or not write about or whatever it's one of those things that you know you become something you don't want to become if that makes sense and I think the fact that you wrote what you wrote—it's like the part where it says, you know, I, I um, how am I talking to God indirectly? Like that really, that really hit home for me because even though I, was, I, used to, I like, I try my best to pray to Him or talk to God, but because I'll talk to myself. I'm like, okay, is this my way of talking to God indirectly? I'm like, I hope God hears what I'm saying, even though I didn't say, "Hey, dear Jesus," or I didn't say, "Dear God," but I like to say, okay hope you hear what i'm saying even though i'm not directed at you i think indirectly maybe you hear me kind of thing so it's interesting um so maybe you can take that too for sure but i I really that piece really hit hard man like it really did
0: i um i it's funny because there's different pieces that make it all into one uh, one single piece so the beginning piece um down to where where i say um uh, let's see, I'm getting, what am I getting at here, um, where I say, so, when, after, let's see, yeah, Yeah. so, after I say 28 years of rain down, uh, down my face, every stone bearing your name, that actually is, um, no, it's not, it's not, oh, sorry. So, it's going to be after, yes, yeah, so man who lost both a father and a son. Time that and that, and, and then I go on to say, ring, ring. Before I could pick up the phone, I bury the raw initials in the poem. That ended the first piece, and once again, you know, at that end, like I said, that end of the, and then the second piece came about, which I wrote a couple years ago. I, was, I wrote that a couple years before.
2: Now
0: I put that mm. and then the whole raw aspect of it is that at the very end of you that what the initials raw mean or what the initials of raw is the raw is his name robert allen ring so Mm. i constantly repeat that throughout the entire piece so um and i and i even phrased into another into another um I would say, and uh, I, I guess it is an, uh, not really an algorithm, but but um, not so an anagram either. But when I say maturity has healed the law at, at lots of duration, the war has, has ended. So I flipped his initials around to say war, because the with the war between him and I personally, from my perspective, has ended. Like way mm. he, 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 he died. Yeah, you know, I died with them, and then it took me about a year, and then I, I actually wrote the rest of it. Wow. And, and I mean, I've added, wow. and I've added, I've added a, a couple of things here and there, just from past uh, past writings. But for the most part, it, it, I made sure that it, when I was reading rewriting the, the piece, I made sure that yeah, you know, it it stayed on track on on the structure. So you you don't you don't realize it's, it's all different pieces, but it's all one piece. But wow, that's that's that, yeah. wow. Um, but yeah, he and it's funny because ever since his passing, I've been uh, I've been seeing this uh, these uh, sequence uh, these numeral, uh, numerical secret sequ- sequences every hour. It doesn't matter what hour it is; it's every hour that I see it and it and I, right. I, and I believe it has some kind of association with him it's like when i wrote this he actually heard my words and he's now he's now i'm i would like to think that he's now at peace yeah you know like all that suffering that he probably
3: went through it because there's always a war within each other that we go through that only us men could really understand to the point like because, you know, I, I, me being a father now, me having, this, you know, me being a man, you know, me being married and everything like that. And, you know, my father's been passed away for five years. But, you know, as I grow as a parent, as a man, and me being, you know, just seeing learning about myself through my son, it makes me wonder, wow, like if I'm feeling this within this war within myself, I could just imagine what my father probably went, you know felt like and what war he probably went through within stuff. The only thing is, unfortunately, you know, um, I, I think I said it before in the past where, um, you know, he came from a time where no one really spoke about these emotions. They weren't allowed to, you know, and I grew up at a time where I was told to, oh, we don't talk about that stuff. But I feel like my generation and the generations proceeding after that has broke that wall, broke that ceiling that now we can have that conversation. I think that's what makes it more problem because at the end of the day you know there's a lot of things us prideful men don't talk about and it's like i've come to that realization well if i don't talk about this or i don't face this head on then i'm never going to get this resolved within myself right because i have to like you can't forgive someone if you're not willing to forgive yourself first you know what i'm saying because when i forgive myself then I'd be able to love, you know, like, you can't love your, love someone if you don't love yourself first. It's hard. It's hard because, but I always believe that it's always possible to love someone, and I, I don't care about me, but I care about you kind of thing, but that's not a good mindset to have because that's, okay, that's very nice of you, but it's like, it's one of those, okay, that's very dangerous because if you do that to the wrong people the wrong person or the wrong things in life, those are going to be the same things that crush you down, you know, so. Um, and.
0: And it's I mean, interesting how life is, you know, yeah, and like it, for so long, like when I say I, my ratings are are my suit and my pseudo name and all it's all from his you know his it it really stems from uh, from I really created my, myself as a writer i mean i've you know I've tweaked it uh, over the years, but initially when I was started writing, that was my outlet, like I had so much rage and anger just before the fact that you know i don't I didn't know who my father was.
3: You know, like I don't
0: mm. buy a single picture doll of him when I, was, when I was 20, which I, you know, I, I talked about wow. the piece. But I've never met him, never, you know, even talked to him or, or whatnot. I mean, I've reached out to him, of course, but uh, again, he blocked me from Facebook. But uh, the, my, my whole, uh, for the, I guess my early on ratings, it all stemmed from a lot of anger. And I've written a, I've written a, a lot of anger pieces uh, that derives from him but I felt that in the, in this quote clo- in this entire story I went from you know anger confusion to realizing that he's passed away and then throwing some hits and showing some expressive anger here and there but in the in the end the very last piece where I, I'm talking to him a year a year later you know looking up to the yeah looking up to the heaven or heavens and i I've, I've kind of made peace with it yeah it makes sense it makes
3: sense um yeah man no and thank you for breaking that down the way you did um you know as we already reached towards the end I guess my next thing is um do you have any final thoughts or any final words for fish into the open mic with um original thoughts um.
0: The only thing that I want—I don't really have. I'm actually speechless. Speechless, speechless, like uh, right now. And I poly, my apologies for actually somewhere I want my words. Like I'm not very. I am. I can be very vocal, but I'm vocal on paper rather than I am in, in mm. verbal speaking. So that's why I stumble with my yeah. my my brain is worried to to think five miles ahead. Yeah, like before I think. My, yeah. For my 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 mind catches up to my mouth or is able to yeah. uh, catch up to my mouth. But um, I would say just be true to yourself. Don't be afraid to, to, to write what you say and write what you mean because and it doesn't matter. Audience matters, but fuck audiences because most of the time audiences, they're, they listen, but they don't actually, you know, they don't understand right when it's really. How can I put it in a better in a better way? So when I say fuck audiences, like I mean the ones that are, that are there just to listen, and they don't actually develop into like the piece. Right, they're there to like because they're bored on a Friday night or not. You know, uh, fuck those people, because they uh, they don't they don't for one they don't understand themselves, but secondly. The only ones that really truly know themselves are writers. I mean, even you know, you can talking to, to uh, talking to another poet. You don't really, you don't, you won't fully know that person. That person as yourself. So that's that's the only thing I can say is, you know, and fuck all the bullshit. Write how you uh, how you want to write. Formula, formulate it structure it and then share it to the world it doesn't matter who likes it or doesn't like it it doesn't matter because i mean no one really knows what that single piece means to you and so
3: man, thank you so much man Um uh, thank you so much for pretty much joining us in the season finale of season five and now we're gonna end this live angela yeah. Wait, just mute that quick. As we, I think this is a good way to end this live, and we're gonna join um, Origin of Thought. Uh, so, David, if you wanna just join us at the Origin of Thought live um, open mic, uh, we're all gonna be there. I'm gonna be there under Unravelled Influence. Um, but like again, thank you so much for just um, thank you for. Just being you man and just share and be you know, and trusting us with your words and trusting us to, you know, have that conversation with you. So thank you so much. And I think the way fireworks is ending, I think it's is perfect. We're celebrating five seasons of this, this um, podcast slash platform. So um, thank you for being a part of it now.
0: Thank you, thank you for having me. It was it was an honor. A... Yeah. I
3: can't thank you, thank you. So guys, fine. we're gonna go to, over the original Yeah, we're we're celebrating five seasons. So, guys, we're gonna go to Origin of Thought with Rayner and myself. We're gonna go to open mic. Join us and let's have one big party and let's see everyone. Let's walk on this bridge together, guys. Thank you, thank you, man.